Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 421, Blaze at One. My name is Stephen Hackett, and uh, before I introduce my co-host, I should tell you who sponsored this episode. Our excellent sponsors are Trade Coffee, Indeed, and Clean My Mac X. And I'm very happy to be joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. You got thrown off by saying Blaze it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's hard to focus sometimes. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Yeah. And I have the pleasure, as always, by being joined by Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello. How are you? Ooh. Good. Just busting out we of there. A, we Hi. have an interesting show today, I think. Interesting. It's going to be a real roller coaster. There's ups and downs on today's show. Isn't that always? Is it like, isn't that always the case? No? Yeah. I guess. Mm. More than usual, maybe? Okay. Yeah. I think, like, so uh, I put some, I think I put, like, a lot of the structure, I moved a lot of the structure around of our document today, and I tried to balance the show in an up-down momentum. We'll see how that ends up. But that was my intention of, like, it's going to go, like, up-down, up-down, up-down. We'll see what happens at the end. So we can't roll dice for topics this week. (laughs) I mean, we can if you want to. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, he's going to do it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't, I think I traumatized you too badly last time to do it again. Well, I'm, as I said to you before, if you ever want to do that again, the ads will not be included. That was incredible. Yeah. We were lucky. We were just lucky. Our sponsors, we work with cool companies, you know? They're down with the japes. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, there are contracts. Yeah, well, that's, that's, anyway. that's, that's for Carrie to sort out. Contracts, schmontracts. You can't tie me down. That really... <laughs> Contracts. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call our attorney and mm-hmm. they'll figure it out. Yo, John. <laughs> call him? Yeah. <laughs> Busting him out of retirement. <laughs> From Chris to Stephen. Hello. As a noted and notable Apple collector and historian, do you maintain a collection of Apple dongles? Will you be hunting down the new Apple Pencil first gen to lightning to USB to iPad 10th gen pairing and charging <laughs> dongle thing to add to your collection? Chris, I think you made that more complicated than was nope, necessary. No, it's perfect. No uh, notes. Going back. And will you ever do a calendar devoted to Apple cables, chargers, and dongles? Wow. The if dongle I do that calendar, I'm officially yeah, out of count. ideas. Uh, so I do have a lot of dongles. So a, a couple of years ago underscore mailed me a package with some stuff in it and included in it was a bunch of dongles that he thought i should have in my collection which is really funny because i cut the box open they like spilled out like confetti but i would say most of the dongles i have are because i use them right so i have like a functional yeah yeah so as a functional dongle collection so i have like a little baggie of a bunch of thunderbolt one and two stuff that i used you know back in those days and i have a bunch of firewire stuff because i used that back in the day so i feel like i own a lot of the stuff but it's because i've used it not like i'm going out and getting it specifically for collection purposes you know other things fall into that category but i don't think dongles do i can send you uh the the lightning to usbc thing i mean i won't give it back to apple whatever like i'll say oh i lost it when you know they will not get upset. <laughs> but you just said here. Oh no, they don't listen to this. They, they skip okay. the follow. They skip the follow up. Nobody yeah. will know. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> look, I, I do- look, <laughs> look, I, I donated it to a cause. You know, do you really want to mm-hmm. get upset knowing that I donated a review unit dongle to noted yeah, you, and I mean, notable? Because you could say this guy collected and donated 
all of the iMac G3s to the Henry Ford Museum. Did you do that? You can say that to Apple PR. Did you do that? How much money did you raise for St. Jude, Apple? Exactly. Do you hate kids know, and Henry I Ford? I don't think... I okay, can't go down Wait. that road too far. Stop. Why have you two gone down... What does that got to do with it? That's got nothing to do with anything with what I said. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why are we talking about St. Jude now? Hypothetically, if they get upset, mm-hmm. we'll get upset double the amount, you know? Ah, like if someone gets... The secret... Look, let me tell you a life hack. Okay. The secret <laughs> in any argument in life, if you upset anybody, the trick is to get upset twice the amount they are upset. Like some, someone criticizes you, you criticize them back twice. You know, <laughs> in any argument, anybody, someone yells at you in traffic, you yell back at them and the passenger. Like this that's how feels you get like it. a uniquely <laughs> Italian endeavor here, yeah. right? <laughs> the person who wins is the person who is most upset. What did <laughs> the passenger do to you? They're just they are along the, for the they ride. They are complicit to the yeah. person yelling at you. It's just you gotta assess your dominance. Yeah, they stood by, didn't they, and just let it happen. Yeah. Have you ever been in the situation where you're with somebody and like they get an argument? Or they're just like fired up about something and you're just kind of standing there. <laughs> yes. It's so yeah. awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I tend to be the person in the argument. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, yes. I like noteworthy. What do you say? Noted and notable. I like that a lot. That's That feels good. Collector and historian. They're like two separate things. Well, I, I, hang on. Edit note. I'm going to move that thing to its own little thing. Did you just play the quiz sound? Yeah, he did it with his mouth. Just so like I could find it on the edit. Edit this part, Steven. Okay. Do you want the sound? I could just give you the sound. No, I don't want a quiz. <laughs> I don't have one prepared. Don't okay. worry. Thank, oh, thank, thank goodness. God. I just I moved the Halloween thing down to its own thing. Okay. Our friends at Craft. Do we have friends at Craft? I feel like they're friendly people. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they, they are friendly people. Yeah, okay. Good people. Craft 2.3.7 is out, and it has a bunch of stuff to do with tables. So Craft added yep. tables a while back, ago. and they were they were pretty basic. They were pretty simple at the beginning, and they've really focused on them. So now uh, tables can do a lot of like just wild stuff. So they have basic formulas, so you can count, you can uh, add, you can do the averages, and uh, there's like a list of them in this blog post. So you can use it like a little spreadsheet. You can now sort a table, which is awesome. And they've got some more formatting stuff uh, for tables. So I'm I'm excited about this. I've kind of been thinking that maybe I go back to craft. I've, it's kind of I've kind of heard its call again. And from what? From notes. Everything's in notes right now. Wait, you were in craft though. Yeah, and then I went back to notes. And like, now you want to go back to craft again? I'm kind of thinking about it. I mean, wow. it's just send you a flip flop. Yeah. Back again, everyone. Look, yeah. Yeah. I, I've been as we talked about on the pro show. I'm I'm just in the depths of shipping my calendar, and I keep thinking maybe I should change notes apps. Maybe I should change task managers. I uh, see. This is like a treat. You like? I want a treat for me. You know, like I love it. Yeah, that's something you do for you. Like switching notes apps or switching task managers. It's like self therapy. It's something you do for you. You know, I get it. Dad, Daddy gets a treat. You know, <laughs> oh, every hundred calendars, I get to switch something in my workflow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this this is cool, and I would like to see Apple Notes do more with the tables. Daddy gets a treat. <laughs> 
<laughs> Daddy's special note taking. Daddy gets the nib nib. <laughs> Did you guys see? I said the picture of you, but Austin, friend of the show, Austin Evans, got the nib nib dog in an episode of Mystery Tech. It was horrifying. It was so good. I'll find it. Put it in the show notes. Yeah, it was it was horrifying. Man, what a good series! But that was upsetting. Mystery Tech is the best. But I would like uh, Apple to do more of this sort of stuff in tables because most of the time, I don't know about y'all. Most of the time, I don't need a full blown like Excel spreadsheet, right? I just need something where I can like copy in some invoice numbers and amounts and do like quick math on those, right? Like make sure that the, you know, what people owe us and what they pay us is the same, right? Simple things. And I find myself going to numbers or like Excel or Google Sheets. Like sometimes I just want to do that in a note, right? Like I just want to be able to put something together and not have to reference something external. And uh, I think this is, I just think it's really cool. I was really happy to uh, to see this release this week. I was overjoyed because I wanted this from the beginning, I use it to keep track of some sales stuff and uh, just having, because I, basically I have to sit, obviously I use Peacock for this. James has been very helpful. Like I said, I take one number and then another number. What's the difference between these two numbers? And now I can just very easily uh, get it get it to work. Well, I, didn't, I don't think they have a feature in the app. You know, like in Numbers or in Excel, like you can take the formula and drag it down to copy it through cells. Yeah, that's really cool. But it, they don't have that. But... If you just copy and paste the formula, it kind of preserves the logical formatting. Not, it doesn't like, you know what I mean? So if you're like, you'll see what I mean when you get there. I cannot explain how spreadsheets work on a podcast. That's <laughs> a, a difficult thing to talk about on, a, on an audio program. But it's very good. Uh, there is a setting in Sleep Plus Plus to change your nightly sleep goal. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Underscore text me and told me. <laughs> good tech support, yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah, Sleep Plus Plus is the best. I've been enjoying looking at my readiness score every day. How's that going? Uh, do you have some numbers you'd be willing to share with us? I mean, what do you what do you want? Like, how, like wh- how much? It, how give us some like sleep hours because I did yeah, that last give us, week. Give us content so we can judge you. Well, I was like, I slept six and a half hours last night. Nice. Six hours, eleven minutes the night before. Five fifty-seven Sunday night. Yeah, I got eight hours sleep on Saturday. Yes, yeah, son. Wow. Okay. And an eight hours sleep on Friday night. So like, like I woke up late on Saturday. Late up, woke up late on Sunday. Uh, six hours fifty Thursday. Seven. Hours. So basically, in the week, I'm like six, six to seven hours sleep. On the weekends, I might get like eight hours sleep. Last night, I slept a Mike Hurley amount of time, six hours and eighteen minutes, which Ooh. was not good. But Saturday, I slept uh, nine hours and five minutes, apparently. Okay, that's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's just too much sleep. My readiness, I was 72 on the readiness scale today. Yeah, ready for ready the show. Ready to rock and roll, baby. So you, you, how are you feeling about it a couple of weeks in? Like, You feel like it's something you're going to do moving forward? Yeah, the alarm's really good, too. Yeah. Like having the alarm on the phone and the watch at the same time, it mm-hmm. actually really helps me wake up. Good. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, you it's know, like, if you're... Partners of sleep is just on your wrist, right? It's kind of nice. Yeah, but we wake up at the same time. There you go. One up, both up. You know what I mean? Uh, Federico's Sage Manager article is up. Mm. Um, I thought we'd cover some different things today because like, it's a fantastic article. I've actually, believe it or not, Federico, I've read, I've read all of that and all of your iPad review. Can you believe Whoa, it? Oh, what? I read it you? all. I've read all of it. Oh, thank you. That's good. I very much enjoyed it. It feels like, you know, a lot of it is if you've been listening to the show over the last three months, you will have heard pieces of this, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is a fantastic 
kind of summary of the whole thing. There was some stuff that I did know, stuff that I didn't know. I think one thing that I really enjoyed, and I'm happy that you did it, is basically listing all your grievances at the end. Yes. Like, even though it's repeating some of it, of kind of just like, what that will be is a great resource for you, I bet, over time yeah. to like, every time they release it, they fix any of these things? Nope. All right, carry on. Yeah, then. check yeah. things off the list. Yeah, exactly. The thought yes. that I had, and I, I'm sure this wasn't your intention, but I was like, that's a screenshot that can get passed around inside Apple. <laughs> like, You don't have to read this whole article. Here's the problem. Look at this punch list this guy put together. <laughs> Part of the reason why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to know, maybe, you know, just to kind of talk the matter of the article what was the response like the response has been like in terms of numbers uh very very good more so than i than i hoped um obviously like even if you look at the number of likes for example in the in the story this is not an ios 16 level uh ios 16 review level kind of like traffic and exposure um that's to be expected for a couple of reasons first this is not a full review of ipad os second people care less about ipad os than ios it's just a nature you know the majority of the of the Features and changes are in iOS 16. That's what people want to read in September. But the response, what I was, I was expecting to get more criticism for disliking Stage Manager, and I was kind of concerned. You know, well, what happens if you know The Verge or Nine to Five or Mac Rumors they link back to to the story, which they did. They've been so kind, and especially you know Joe at Mac Rumors wrote about it, um, you know, what if I get, you know, do I want to really read the comments and open the comments or on Reddit, you know, all the usual places. And and I actually, I did go read the comments and they were all surprisingly in agreement. Like usually I get like really <laughs> blasted by a few people, like, you know, who genuinely, genuinely dislike me and it's fine. But in this case, like, it, it really highlights, I think, just the the amount of issues that folks have with Stage Manager. That's not to say that I didn't get, you know, comments from folks who are liking Stage Manager. And, and that's totally fair. Totally fair. And I think, like I said in the story, when it works, when, when, when Stage Manager does what it's supposed to do, there are those moments when it feels really nice. Like using four apps at the same time, it's cool. Um, but I was, I, I went into this kind of feeling like I was not like on Monday, I was not looking forward to publishing this article at all. Like usually for my iOS 16 review, there's that mix of anticipation, excitement. We're doing a bunch of extra perks. And this one, I felt like going into it, that it was like finally going to the dentist after booking an appointment five months prior. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm doing this, I guess, you know, let's just get it over with. That's how I was feeling on Monday. And I published a story, closed my iPad, and immediately drove back from Viterbo to Rome. So I didn't even, like, keep an eye on, on the immediate comments. And I figured, you know, when I'm, when I'm back home tonight, I'm going to get a bunch of, you know, negative comments and stuff and emails mm -hmm. and whatnot. And that didn't happen. And instead, it went really well. People seem to be really into, like, the technical analysis and like you guys said the list of grievances at the end like that format um seems to work really well for people and so it went surprisingly well even though i should say emotionally like myself 
this is not a story that I was excited about. Oh, of I, course. It was something that I felt like I needed to do, that I think was important to do, but it doesn't make me happy. It's not so. even the fun anger. Like sometimes no, you could be mad about something on a show or you can write an article and like there's like an element of excitement about being annoyed about it. Like you want to rant about it. You want to go off about it, right? You're just like, yeah, ah. it's like the it's like the theater of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But this, the problem is this has been going on too long. I think that's the issue. Yeah, yes. Yes. Like if they if they just dropped stage manager like all of a sudden one day and then you wrote an article about it, like that would be a fun article to write, you know? Oh, like yeah. if it because it's like, oh my god, what on earth were they thinking? Here, this thing is so broken and they've just released it. Yeah. But like you've been dealing with this for like the best part of five months and it's just not really changed in the ways that were, that you wanted it to change. So it's like there's no all the fun's been sucked out of it and it's just like an ob it also is like an obligation that you mm -hmm. kind of put yourself into for like all the good reasons like all you know going back you wouldn't change anything as such because like you just wouldn't think to change anything because it's like well of course i'm going to write a story about ipad OS. and especially if they're going to delay this thing surely they're going to fix some of the issues i'm having but it, 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 so there's just there's just i don't think there's much joy you can extract from writing something like this yeah no uh no there wasn't but it was still important to it's the job man thank you Thank you. Um, it was important to put it out, if, if anything, because at least for me, it just, uh, you know, it becomes this sort of historical document uh, where at this moment in time, like frozen in time, I can see all the things I didn't like, all the things that maybe were working in the first release and all the things that were not working so well. And so it's out there, it's done. Uh, I know that it's been, you know, at Apple, I know that this is, uh, you know, being discussed, let's say, mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens. I guess. I mean, I I don't think. Obviously, I don't think that a single article can change anything. It's not like, you know, it's not really that I'm like Moses coming down from the mountain with the tablets, and this is like I bring you forth the new laws. Like, no, that's not what I'm like. A single article cannot change anything, but it can. I think it can encapsulate maybe uh, a broader feeling of the general public and in this case i think it's pretty representative of of the power user audience of ipad pro so it becomes you know uh, a handy list of things maybe but then it's ultimately it's up to the people you know the the, the millions of folks using stage manager to tell Apple, here's the things we like, here's the things we don't like. And we'll see what happens. I did my job. I'm really <laughs> keen to think about other stuff now. Yeah, but what about... <laughs> but you can't, because I have a 16.2, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a minute, but like it's just kind of funny. You're like, here it is, it's done. Uh, here's uh, another beta. <laughs> they got you. They got you. This will be an ongoing conversation, but it's easier for point updates. And hopefully it'll be like, because in this story we're talking about all the things that are broken. And hopefully, like, if this is the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> like, hopefully we'll, we'll start improving and go up from, from here on out. Like, if this is, you know, the, okay, this is bad, 
hopefully from now on it'll be more fun to talk about the things that Apple is changing or they are adding or, you know, they're tweaking and improving. It'll be a different vibe, hopefully. So that's that's the hope. So over the years, we've had a lot of cool stuff happen around the show. We've gotten to do live shows with audiences. Tim Cook stood in front of our artwork at WWDC. Mr. Vitici has been in the New York Times a couple of times, which we take shared credit for. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Charlie underscore Ray on Twitter has a new high for me. Charlie apparently every year does a lot of Halloween lights at, at their house. And he emailed me a while back and said, hey, I'd like to have a song so people can like tune in on the radio and uh, listen. And I'd like it to be y'all introducing the show and like having... um like an introduction to the an episode of Connected. So we recorded it, and there's a link in the show notes to a tweet. I actually think it's the top link in the show notes, so you can find it easily. Uh, go watch this, because it is incredible. incredible. I just feel sorry for everyone in Charlie's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I want to... I, I would be... Uh, I'm curious to know sort of the logistics of this. Like, does this go off at regular intervals at night? Like, and what time? No, 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 no. You, it's it's broadcast over a radio frequency. So if you see on the in the video, there's a little thing that says "tune in" at something. Oh, tune to. So you tune okay. your radio to that frequency, and then you can listen to it. Can you imagine if that was just blasting on the hour every hour for the I whole mean, of maybe October? A couple of times, maybe on on Halloween day, maybe you could do it, you know, on speakers yeah. or something. Uh, but this is just wild, you know. I, I just love Stephen as a pumpkin. Also, thank you, yes, Stephen say. the pumpkin. It really suits you, man. The, the <laughs> pumpkin look, pumpkin life. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are trees, and uh, I'm a I'm a pumpkin. Trees. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you, Charlie, for including us in your amazing holiday extravaganza and i'm sorry for everybody you have to explain it to yes yeah so he sent me an email with the link to it when it was done and he was like as i was taking this video uh what somebody was driving by and just like staring at me it's like yeah i bet (laughs) this episode of connected is made possible by trade coffee if you love drinking coffee every morning and a lot of us do uh, you need to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh to you from the finest local roasters around the country. Something really cool that I, I like about Trade Coffee a lot is that they they partner with independent roasters that are top rated around the U.S. to send you coffee that you, that they'll know that you're going to love. It's sent fresh to your home on your preferred schedule. Plus, you get to support those small local businesses, which is really cool. So Dread Coffee is a coffee subscription service. It makes it really easy to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day without a need for fancy equipment. Uh, Mike, you've gone through this, so uh, tell me about your experience with Trade Coffee. It's good. It's really easy to work out what you want. They have a very simple quiz. They make the questions nice and approachable in case you don't really know the answers to them specifically about what it is you might like from a flavor perspective. And then they can, because they know so much about coffee, they can use these answers to pair you with some stuff you're going to love. And on that, the idea, like the way it works is so smart. Like it's, they, they actually work with the roasters and then the roasters ship you the coffee. So it's going to stay fresh. It's not like moving around like place to place to place to get to you, which I just think is a very clever way uh, of doing this to maintain freshness and environmental responsibility and stuff like that. So it's really great. Uh, so whether you're just getting started 
or you're a coffee lover looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees that you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free, which is really cool. You can get ground coffee or whole beans forever you make your coffee at home. They really make it easy and convenient to discover new coffee. So upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off their subscription plus free shipping. Just go to drinktrade.com connected. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E, drinktrade.com slash connected. Again, there you get $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of the show and Relay FM. It is iPad review season. Uh, Federico, you got your hands uh, on the new iPad and iPad Pro. Uh, You reviewed them together, which I think is really interesting. Uh, I'd like yeah. to hear kind of your thoughts about about that because it's not super often we get the very low end and very high end of any product line updated the same time, but they did that this time, which of course brings questions about some of the decisions. Um, I'd like to start with the iPad Pro. It's essentially the same as before, but with the M2. We talked about kind of the news side of it last week. How does this device strike you? And I, I want to hear about your time with Pencil Hover in particular. Uh, well, obviously, it's it's kind of a boring update, right? Uh, it's uh, for more than almost exactly four years, I believe, uh, that we have the same design. Jason talked about this in in the latest episode of Upgrade. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of boring and perplexing that we still we're still stuck with this design from 2018, which you would assume was actually you know uh, created inside Apple in. 2016 or 2017 you know before the actual release in 2018 so like at this point a good way to sum up this ipad pro would be look we get it like (laughs) this is the fourth version third fourth version of this design with no changes no additional usb-c port no changes to wireless charging or magsafe as was rumored uh, no landscape camera so it's a boring update I guess they really wanted to get the M2 spec bump in there. I wouldn't know what else to say, but Apple Pencil Hover did surprise me. Um, and and it, I'm actually, like, it sort of uh, reignited something for me, which is, like, the, just the pleasure of using the iPad Pro as a tablet, which I've realized over the past couple of days um, that it's not something that I've really done for a while. I think for the past two years two and a half years, actually. I've used the iPad Pro always inside the Magic Keyboard with the trackpad, and I had kind of forgotten how pleasant it is to use an iPad as a tablet in touch mode. And with Apple Pencil Hover, it becomes really fun uh, because now not only do I get the touch interactions, I'm one of those people who, uh, if I got to use the Apple Pencil, I want to use it to control the iPadOS UI. And so I disable the setting for use Apple Pencil only for drawing, which is a setting that you have in the settings app. I like to control iPadOS with the pencil if I have an Apple Pencil. Um, and now when I'm like, say that I'm laying on the couch or, or in bed and, I'm, and I got the iPad Pro in front of me, the Apple Pencil is, is very convenient uh, because it's, it's <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous, but bear with me. It's like having a super long finger 
Like I, I oh, that's disgusting. I, but I can just point at the screen with the pencil, and I hate that. And it's like I have a super long index Stop finger. Stop saying it. <laughs> you said it once, all right. You don't need but to it keep is that. saying it. <laughs> but it is that, you know. And now, not only do I get the the touch controls, but I also get the hover effects. So it's like having a, I'm sorry, Mike, but it's like having a super long finger that can hover in addition to touch. So, uh, yeah, it, but th that's the thing. This is a very minor and super niche thing. Does it really justify going from an M1 to an M2 iPad Pro? No. Like, if, if you bought an M1 iPad Pro last year, you, you don't need this. And arguably, even if you have an A12X or an A12Z, God bless the A12Z, by the way. <laughs> just, just, oh, bless his such heart. Such a fantastic uh, upgrade. Um, but arguably, I, I got that one. I, I know. Arguably, <laughs> do you even do you need to upgrade from one of no. those? No, unless no. I would say unless you're looking forward to Stage Manager and external display support, which is going to be exclusive to the M1 and M2 models. But mm -hmm. if you just want to use the, your iPad as a single screen experience, you probably don't even need to upgrade to the M2 or M, M1 or M2 versions. Question for you. Question for you. Something just popped into my head, right? This is a mostly uninspiring iPad model, right? And, you know, there's a possibility of something greater down the road. Mm. Do you think that there is a poss like there is a there was a thought at least to Apple which was like oh it will be okay that this one isn't going to have anything major because there will be people that will want to update so they get access to Stage Manager that now won't happen because people rallied and made them put Stage Manager on mm. non M chips so it's kind of now that decision probably will hurt the sales of this yeah that's a good point model of the iPad. That's a good point because you would imagine that if if Stage Manager was exclusive to the M1, then you release the M2 and you say, oh, and and this one also has Stage Manager, so you're giving people more options. But now, like that decision that you had to re to reverse in the summer, it mm -hmm. affects the marketing of this one, and also it doesn't happen that this iPad Pro is coming out and there's all kinds of criticism surrounding Stage Manager. So it kind because of then it could have been like what you just said, like there's no if you have the A12X or the A12Z, yeah, there's the no point story, upgrading. You would you, sell it. You know, you would say, oh, you got to upgrade because this for is... For stage you know, manager. The, for stage manager. But that that whole narrative is gone. And so... And, and the one thing that you could have used as an asterisk, meaning, but it's got external display support, it's not shipping yet. So, yeah. it, it, like, if all the things that could have gone wrong for Apple have gone wrong for Apple here, I think. And so the the net result is a very boring and uninspired iPad Pro update with Apple Pencil Hover, which is exactly how I approached this in the review. Um, hence why I wanted to have a single story because the iPad Pro part, besides the Apple Pencil stuff, was pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. uh, one final thing that I didn't have in the review because I thought of this today I saw the rumors. I, I guess maybe are we talking about this later in the show? No, I don't think we are. Uh, but there's, you know, a 14-inch iPad Pro was rumored before. Today, and stay with me with this one because I also have a related theory. Today, uh, a report from the information came out saying that Apple may be actually also releasing 
uh, a 16-inch iPad Pro by late next year. Parenthesis. Isn't it funny that as, you know, with all this bad press for Stage Manager, this report comes out this week about an even bigger iPad Pro where you would imagine <laughs> that Stage Manager makes a lot of sense. Close parenthesis. Um, it was like every time we get mad at Apple, the iPad gets bigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like, hey, we'll show you. Right, it's right. like 75 inches. What? Now you don't like Stage Manager on this 92-inch iPad? Right, what, you don't like it now, huh? It'd be a shame you if your iPad it? got any bigger, wouldn't it? Oh, but you should be a real shame. Oh, keep talking and it gets bigger. It's a 16-inch <laughs> iPad. It, it only runs Stage Manager. How do you like me now? <laughs> yeah. Imagine slide over on a, on a 16-inch iPad. You have to use your whole arm. It would be helpful if you had some sort of like... Um, Long finger, maybe. Yeah, a really long finger. <laughs> really long finger. Really long finger. Uh, but what was I saying? I, I lost my three of thought. Your new there. idea about the iPad. Yes. Hey. What if what if this is the last the last iPad Pro that we get in the in the twelve point nine form factor? What if like they really wanted to get the M2 in there because this is it for this mm. form factor? And by this time, well, maybe by this time next year, the iPad Pro line will be more akin to the MacBook Pro line with 14-inch, 16-inch. So, you know, you have MacBook Pro 14, MacBook Pro 16, iPad Pro 14, iPad Pro 16. And then you have, you know, the middle lineup. Maybe, hey, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe the middle lineup, the iPad Air becomes officially like the middle of the lineup with iPad Air 11-inch, iPad Air 12.9-inch. I feel like they wouldn't add another size model. I feel like it would be like iPad, iPad Air 11, and then iPad Pro at 14 and 16. And there was also like the rumor is it's going to go to OLED to mm. 20, 2024 so we could be looking at 2024 is the next ipad pro revision which would actually be roughly on time right and it would be 14 16 oled a oh bunch my. of other stuff imagine that mm. and they they become like a whole different thing because i mean look at that ipad air right it's it is basically the ipad pro mm-hmm. like at this point the the things that are different see if you can correct me if i'm wrong federico it's like yeah. How much storage can it go in it? Yes. Hover and ProMotion. Three. Uh, Is there anything else? I think that's it. No. (laughs) I was going to say RAM, but no, because the Air has the M1. Uh, No, that's it. Storage, ProMotion, Apple Pencil Hover. Who knows? Wi-Fi 6C, <laughs> if you really want to stretch it. Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but... Oh, and Nilean uh, in the chat, Face ID. Yeah, but I don't Face really consider... ID. For me, like, I understand why you said it. That is definitely a difference. I don't think it's a big difference. No, I don't either. It's a thing, right? Yes, definitely. But like, yeah. So, okay. That would be interesting. Yeah. It, it also explains why the 11 didn't get the nice screen this time, right? It's like the 11 seems <laughs> not long for this world. It's going away yeah. regardless. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like they did it this time just for the sake of doing it, but really, it's, it, this is not, what is it? This is not a product in our line. What, what was that Mac Mini thing? Remains it a continue, product. It remains a product in our lineup. Right. It, it does, but not for much longer. <laughs> what an incredible burn. I, I, I mean, I could see them doing 14 and 16. I could also see them doing just 12.9 and 14. 
but I don't know. It, it's interesting to think about, and it, this is sort of one of the problems with the way that Apple updates, well, really all of its products except the iPhone. Uh, and even sometimes the iPhone feels out of sync, but like clearly there's a part two to this story that we just haven't seen, right? And if it's 18 months away, then you have a year and a half of awkwardness. Now, if Federico is right, you know, maybe it's sooner than that. Maybe it's something like WBDC and there's a new size class, you know, mega wide or something. But I just, uh, when you do this, when you have this sort of, when you have long cycles and the products in the lineup are off cycle from each other, like you end up in these awkward places just all the time. And it's, it's baffling because like, I mean, take supply chain COVID off the table. Like Apple's in control when these things come out, right? It's not a surprise. I'm like, Oh no, who launched the new base iPad? It's like, no, we did. And some of this, they bring on themselves in that way, you know? Yeah. um... But the, but the iPad Seems pretty cool. The iPad, the, the base model iPad is a, a, a weirdly good iPad. Um, and it's complicated because um, it's, it kind of is an iPad Air, but it doesn't have the M1. Uh, it's $120 more expensive than the ninth generation iPad, which is sticking around at $329. Um, this one is $449. So it's it it it's above that four hundred dollar uh, mental barrier uh, of a price point, um, but it's also one hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than an iPad Air. It's basically the same enclosure. It's slightly thicker than the iPad Air, which is something that I also forgot to mention in my review. I don't know, Mike. You have an iPad Air, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you noticed that it's it's um. When you hold it in your hands without a, a case, without a cover on, the back of the iPad Air, it kind of creaks a little. No. Have you noticed that? Like, it really? Yours doesn't? I, I mean, like, I, I have it in a cover. Yeah, take it out of the cover and, and try right. to hold it with your hands and with your fingers, maybe, you know, in landscape or whatever, and touch on the Apple logo. In the back. Let me try that. You carry on. I'm gonna go get it. Uh, but because the the iPad is slightly thicker than it, like 0.7 millimeters, it doesn't creak. Or you know, maybe it's not related to the thickness. Maybe it's just a design change. That's something that I really dislike about the iPad Air. That when I hold it in my hands as a tablet, it, it creaks a little. And I mean, the color obviously super fun, super nice. I got a blue review unit. Uh, I I I think Jason uh, got a yellow one. Uh, and he also liked the color. So the colors are good. And then there's the uh, accessory story. Right? No creaking here. No creaking for you. Uh, no creaking. No creaking. Nice. Well, I'm jealous. My air creaks. Uh, oh, so. dear. The accessory story, which is on one hand bad for the Apple Pencil. Uh, if you like the Apple Pencil 2, this is not an iPad I can recommend. Um, there uses the Apple Pencil 1. It requires an adapter and a cable to pair and charge the the, the pencil. Um, if you are if you are a heavy Apple Pencil user, and one would expect you like the second generation Apple Pencil, you cannot get this iPad. Like it doesn't support it, and it's not a good experience. I have had a thought about the Apple Pencil that I had when I was reading your review last night, and you know I kind of stand by my point of like I don't think it's a huge deal it's just like whatever you just make your decision and i think you and jason just put it so perfectly of just like 
look, if you if you know you're going to use it, just don't bother with this one. Get the iPad Air because it's just a better experience. But the thing that I wanted to mention is because I was reading this, I was reading your review and I was reading the part about the what is it, Magic Keyboard Folio? Is that the name? Terrible name, right? Like, I feel like they just threw darts at a dartboard and picked three words they've used before. Like, it's so hard to like in your mind work out which product is which. But they went to all this effort to make this keyboard, right? Like, and it is completely unique to this iPad and will probably never be used on another iPad. Like, it would just be on the iPad, right? It doesn't work on the other ones because the smart connector's in a different place. And the Magic Keyboard is clearly a better product, quote-unquote, right? Like, the whole idea of it. So they went to all this effort to make this keyboard that will only ever be used on this iPad model why didn't they just change the pencil to USB-C? Like, if you go to like you go to these incredible lengths to make this brand new device, yeah. Why yeah. didn't you like? Yeah. What's the what's the know. goal here? What are you, you What are you doing with the Apple? Pen? It's like very me. weird. You tell me, man. I I have no idea. I I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, you know, making an accessory that is exclusive to this iPad. Just so that like I I I don't get it. I don't like. Get it. I get why they did the magic keyboard folio, right? Like, sure, right? Like, if you think you're gonna sell a bunch of these things, it is a cool addition. And also, you know, if they would have made it compatible with the magic keyboard, that's too much money. It's too expensive, based against this iPad, right? You can't say to someone, this iPad's $400 and this keyboard is $350. It's like, it's already too expensive anyway. So like having a, a cheaper keyboard as a thing makes sense. But then it's just like so weird to me of like, you went to these incredible lengths, I bet, to make this thing. And they just didn't bother with the pen. They just didn't bother with the pencil at all. I don't, I kind of don't, I can't get my head around that one. Mm-hmm. But when like next year, if they keep this original Apple Pencil around, which they probably will have to keep some version of it around. Like, they're getting yeah. rid of lightning and everything. It's very strange. I don't get it. By releasing this iPad now with this Apple Pencil support and, you know, for the first generation one, this is going to stick around for, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, this new iPad is now replacing uh, the iPad 9. So it's, you know, it'll be a slow ramp up until this one is the default base model iPad and it goes down in price maybe two years from now, which means that it's very likely, I think, that that in three years, so let's say in 2024, 2025, is the iPad 10 still around? I think so. I think it's going to, you know, the iPad now 9 will be phased out eventually. The 10 will take its place at a reduced price point, which means that 2024, 2025, there will still be some people out there uh, connecting an Apple Pencil 1 from a decade before, at that point, from 2015, um, via a dongle and a cable to an iPad 10. Unless they do change it, right, before then. Unless they make, unless they make uh, or unless they make a pencil... A cheaper pencil with USB-C. Which, like, I do I do think they're going to do that, so I don't know why they didn't do it. Maybe they just uh, ran out of time, component shortage, but I don't know. 
Uh, it seems so odd. It could be any of those things, right? Like, and it, it, you know, it it got deprioritized because of some other issue, right? Yeah, so and, and they're like, like, okay, well, th- these these Apple Pencil with USB-C is not ready yet. So in the meantime, we'll give folks an adapter, and they'll criticize us, and we'll eat the cost of those comments, uh, and we'll release uh, the new gen- the new versions of the Apple Pencils, uh, you know. In a uh, year. Spring 2023, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, wh- whenever is the right time for a, a new iPad narrative. Now that I've sat and thought about it after reading your review, like that's the conclusion that I come to of like, yeah. this wasn't anything other than for whatever reason they couldn't do it. Like it, yeah. because just the amount of engineering time and effort and money that went into making the magic keyboard that decision magic keyboard folio that decision doesn't make sense to me if you then just ship a, a an optional adapter for the apple pencil yeah but maybe right like they those two things do not they just don't reconcile in my brain the risk of this is that this is also wishful thinking on our part because we're we're trying to find a meaning and maybe there isn't one I prefer my version of reality. Sure. Well, of course you do. Of course. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention about the the folio, which, by the way, by the way, this is totally. Uh, excuse me for my parenthesis, but this is how my brain works. Um, I just uh, I went to the Apple Store today to pick up a couple of things. One of them was a regular smart folio for the iPad Pro. For the 12.9 basic smart folio, you know that it cost 125 euros. A <laughs> hundred, 125. Wow. Silvia looked at me. She was like, "Wait, are you crazy? Like, a hundred and twenty-five So euros. this is just the cover on the back and front. The cover, right? the cover, just to use it as a as a Jeez. tablet. A hundred and twenty-five euros for a for a smart folio, black smart folio. The second thing was the Belkin mount for continuity camera. Uh, and I love this thing. I, this is so cool. Like it, 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 it attaches to the top of, the, of my MacBook. You can also use it as a pop socket, uh, you know, uh, or fiddle around with it as I am right now. And I have been for the whole show. So this this thing is super cool. Thirty four euros, which is more acceptable for a bunch this. of people wrote into us. There's some page on Apple's website somewhere where they have a coming soon for the studio display one. I was talking about it last week. Uh, so they they are Belkin are making one for the studio display as well. One thing about the folio, uh, the kickstand in the back, as we I think on the show we're all expecting. I was um, it was my fate to like this kickstand. And I'm so glad to report that fate was correct in that I love the kickstand, the adjustable kickstand of the Magic Keyboard Folio for the base model iPad. I wish, my wish is for Apple to make a version of this that is not a Magic Keyboard. Like make this and this thing with the kickstand without the keyboard part but with like a folding cover for the front of the iPad. I just love this. Like uh, to, you know, when you detach it from from the keyboard to put it on a desk or a table on your lap. Uh, I listened to Upgrade and I know that Jason seems to be having a lot of problems with balancing things on his lap. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because I have long legs. Uh, Well, you know, 
we were just talking about the long finger. Maybe <laughs> I also have long, long legs. Length. That's what you need to be a true iPad user: is long fingers and long legs. You got the, You need the long. You need the long fingers and the long legs, and therefore you cover all the bases, right? Because mm-hmm. you can touch the screen, you can balance kickstands. That's the ideal. Um, that's the ideal body setup for an iPad power user. <laughs> but I should say that that I have no big trouble balancing the kickstand on my lap, putting it on a pillow. Or, or on my new sofa, which has this been incredible. This is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what peak performance. Got a sing- you just need one, one, the long, one finger. long finger. And a pair of long legs. This um, is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> this, is, this is the final form. You, you thought my final form was, you know... <laughs> What you knew of me before? No, it's the the one long finger and the two <laughs> long legs. Incredible. But especially, I would say the long thighs. I think because like the long leg, like the leg, like the, what's the, what's it called? You shin know, cov. No. The, yeah. Yes. So yeah. the, the long shins, like the shins. Not by necessary. the way, excellent. Steven, you like the shins, right? The shins the are great. Yeah. The, the shins are great. Like, but anyway, the shins as the the body part. Like long shins are useless. What are you gonna do with long shins? Nothing. Nothing. What are you gonna do? But <laughs> long thighs, meaning like an extra surface area for your mm-hmm. lap. Wow, that's convenient, right? Because you can put pets on it, kickstands. Uh, on it. You know, books. You could be Santa Claus. You know, kids that can tell you what they want for Christmas. You could be like a really, like really efficient Santa Claus. Multiple children, right? Exactly. Like multitask. Like exactly. See the long thigh, like with with lots the of possibilities. You know, lots of possibilities there, including kickstands. In this case, maybe I have the long thigh. I don't know, but but I like using the kickstand of the iPad. Uh, that way and as i showed in the story i also like holding it as this sort of elongated pop socket and it works because Mm -hmm. instead of holding the ipad uh with with your thumbs on the bezels which gets tiring after a while you can just hold the kickstand and uh maybe i'm weird but but i like it okay let's move on yeah (laughs) i can't talk about shins anymore (laughs) this episode of connected is made possible by indeed When you're hiring, you're supposed to leave no stone unturned. But how do you actually do that? Well, you partner with one powerful stone turner. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So you don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites, you know, juggling them all and browser tabs, looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like instant match assessments and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. And hiring is all in one place. So it's easy with features like virtual interviews. You don't have to make candidates jump through hoops or find time to come in. Uh, I had a family member who got hired at an employer was using Indeed, and they did a virtual interview, and they're telling me about how cool it was. Uh, it's really awesome. They just did it on their phone right from their house. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed. Indeed knows when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. So when you sponsor a job, you only pay for the quality applications 
from resumes in their database that match your job description. Go to indeed.com slash connected to start hiring now. That's I-N-D-E-E-D, indeed.com slash connected. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. iOS 16.2 Beta 1 is out and available. Uh, obviously, there are still bugs in Stage Manager. Like, you know, obviously, it just continues to roll on. But the, there are a couple of interesting things added to this beta. One of them was Freeform which you may have forgotten about. Freeform was announced at WWDC as a kind of a cross-platform collaboration whiteboard application. So you can draw, you can add links and images. It's kind of like a mixed media kind of whiteboard app. So you can bring in a lot of stuff. And it also works natively with the new collaboration features of an iOS. Have you two played around of it all? Yeah. Yeah, I made a I made a a, um, a board for mm-hmm. Tim Cook's um, European vacation. Yeah, as a demo. Yeah, it's very interesting. This board it's <laughs> that you built here. <laughs> do you like it? I I do my research. I do like it. Where did the pin come from? Is that an emoji? It's an emoji. It's an emoji. Yeah, uh, and uh, as you can see, like you may think this is a meme thing, <laughs> but this is actually like a serious demo of freeform. Um, <laughs> This mm-hmm. is how I like to approach work. You know, have fun, but actually, if you think about it, there's a bunch of interesting um, technical concepts here. So the first one, the rich links. Uh, you will see these thumbnails for 9to5Mac, uh, RelayFM, and YouTube. Those are links that I dragged in from Safari. In a nice touch, you will see there's a pod track link uh, next to the upgrade one. And that's because uh, this thing can even fetch uh, the rich link preview for MP3 URLs. So that's very cool. The uh, the arrows I did with the Apple Pencil, you can see that I'm an artist, you know, mm-hmm. take a look at those beautiful high quality arrows that I drew. I have an issue with Freeform. Yeah. It doesn't do the shape recognition that Notes does. Yeah, I, I noticed that. How? I noticed. I I think that must be a bug. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I think it's a bug. Because that's a, a very strange omission. There are bugs right now. I will say, for example, it doesn't. It's not syncing for me between devices. And uh, when so I try to share, happened, you can't delete boards. You can yeah, try, but it just doesn't I've seen happen. That. <laughs> That's the ultimate collaboration, really. <laughs> when I try to share a board, it says that I need to uh, log in with my Apple ID, but I am logged in with my Apple Interesting. ID. Interesting. Um, I also want to point out how the much, you know, discussed subject isolation feature of iOS 16 uh, that we poked fun at in September, like, oh, what, what, why did they do this? It doesn't make any sense. It makes some sense in the context of Freeform. As you can see, I was able to isolate Tim Cook and Eddie Q and the, the university man with the hat. Uh, I isolated the subjects and I dragged them into Freeform. And it kind of makes sense because now you can crop things from the background and have a PNG and it works in the context of a mind map. I love this. Uh, I... I I really like how this is the kind of app that brings together, especially on the iPad, all the things that drag and drop can do. And drag and drop has been Mm. 
It's a very powerful framework that, have be, that has been vastly underutilized by third-party developers. Apple is using it, and you can see the result, like photos, links, MP3s, images, text, documents, like all kinds of things you can drag and drop into freeform. And I would imagine this app would be super nice on an even bigger iPad Pro. Yeah, I mean, you, you could really, you know, get in there and do some mind mapping. I like it. Like I like to do stuff like Whatever. this. I do too. No, I do too. Can you export the like as an image or something? I haven't tried just I I have tried it out but I didn't think to do it until we were just talking about it. Oh, real-time feedback from One True John. With Freeform, go to your Apple ID. There's a separate switch for the app that you need to turn on everywhere for sync to work. Oh, thank you, John. I would expect that maybe it, they are shipping it with it turned off because it's maybe unreliable, right? Like, I can't imagine it yeah. will ship like oh, that because that doesn't John. make any sense, right? Uh, but I guess you can you can export them so that you could, like, draw it and, and do a bunch of stuff and then export it to somewhere else, save it in another app or something. Yeah. It's a very interesting. I was like, I was just like tooling around in it today, drawing some stuff, adding some stuff. Like I could definitely, because sometimes I sit down, I do this in notes or I do this, uh, like uh, to like do something like this in notes and then export it to craft or whatever. But I would use this app instead for sure. Uh, I think it's a very cool idea. And I, I'm excited to try it out in a collaborative nature and like, realistically try it out too. Let, let me get something on the record here so that it serves as a reminder for ideally people at Apple, but if anything for us, historically speaking, one of my dreams when it comes to drag and drop on, mm. on iPad is to be able to drag a reminder okay, out of the Reminders app and drop it into Notes, or freeform, and it becomes like a live reminder thing, meaning that if I check it off in notes or freeform, it also checks it off in reminders. Like it's a direct link to the task, right? Like mm -hmm. imagine you drag a reminder and you drop it, and it's like a live reference to the reminder. Right now, it's kind of sad if you drag a reminder and you drop it into freeform. <laughs> you just got a, a, a line of text, like a plain text with the name of the reminder. It's, it's nothing. Uh, but mm -hmm. ideally, like that sort of live thing would be super nice to have. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of eye work and notes DNA in here um, in terms of like all the, the, like, the object recognition and the... the the gestures of iWork apps for like resizing yeah. objects, matching the size of another object. Uh, there's a lot of that, but there's also a lot of the freedom that you have in notes, uh, rich text, uh, drag and drop, links, documents, emoji. Like it's it's a nice mix of both of those uh, category of apps. I don't know when they did this. I probably missed it, but I like that they have updated the way that the crayon looks in Pencil Kit. So it looks more like a crayon now, and it doesn't just look like another pencil. They used like they used to look very similar. Now those two um, drawing tools mm -hmm. actually look different in the pencil kit uh, layout too. So I like it. Yeah, this is really cool. I'm intrigued to play around with it more and see how it grows a little bit through the beta period. Uh, it's a very interesting, cool application. You know, like in the way that clips 
was interesting and like it brought together a bunch of Apple technologies, right, into one app. I feel like this is doing the same, but in something that I think is is a bit more useful for people uh, than Clips was. But like it's, as you say, like it's bringing together a bunch of stuff. Uh, if a friend of the show, Steve Trout Smith, tweeted and said, "Freeform on the Mac is an AppKit app built with Objective C and Swift with nibs. I don't know what nibs are, and some Swift UI. It's the nib 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 nibs in the little nib nib, and uses metal rendering. So like, there's a lot going on in this application on all of the platforms, and I'm intrigued to see what it's like." Uh, one last thing in 16.2 for now, new architecture for the home app. So you remember at WWDC, they said that there were going to be improvements to the home app that they were, support for Matter, which they've put in, and now a new architecture to, quote, upgrade your home and take advantage of improved performance and reliability. That's what it says. There's like a, when you open the home app on 16.2, it pops up to ask you if you want to do this. And basically it's going to, I guess, like recreate the, architecture the database or whatever should i do it i reckon uh it's probably best to wait until all your devices are upgraded to 16.2 before you do this no did you say no you lied to me because i opened the home app and it doesn't say anything nine to five mac lied to you i'm just maybe it's us only you know i don't think that's you can you, you, you can get real home upgrades in europe too that's you know? true Oh, the homes are too small in Europe, so they can't. Right, can't right. Them. Well, <laughs> you can probably go to the settings at, of home and do it too, because you can say like upgrade later, and then you can go into the settings to do it. It is also possible that maybe Apple's doing some stuff to try and uh, understand if the apps, like all the devices, are on sixteen point two before it prompts you. Could, I I hope they would do something like that, but you can never really know. Uh, but yeah, this is interesting. It's going to, in theory, be more reliable, faster, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm very happy that Apple is putting the work in uh, for the home effort. Ah, uh, you know why? Because my Apple TV is not on 16.2. It could be that it's waiting. It may be. I can't believe we're just, we just blew by new architecture for the home app. Just... I was trying to build us up to it, you know? I was trying to design something, construct something, and it just didn't work out. So, Freeform Home app, right? You can imagine that's on the like the, the good part of the roller coaster. I don't know if we're going up or down. It kind of depends on Yeah, I think they're both I think I think they're both good. Apple's taking HomeKit really seriously and mm-hmm. with matter and everything else on the horizon, it's a very exciting time for the smart home and Freeform looks awesome. It, it's like a, a new iWork app. Uh, the iWork app brand is basically dead, but you know it's been a while since we've had like a really solid, good productivity app mm-hmm. from Apple. So it's that's cool. Well, the reason I mention this, we're going up, and then we'll come down. I'm going to read to you from uh, MacRumors. Starting today, developers can now advertise their apps in the App Store's Main Today tab in in a, quote, you might also like section at the bottom of individual app listings in all countries except China. Ads are already beginning to appear in these places, and as usual, the ads have a blue background and an ad icon so they can be identified. Following up a couple of hours later from Mac Rumors. Just several hours, just hours later, several prominent developers have complained about distasteful ads for gambling apps appearing in their own app store listings outside of their control. So, there's a couple of things going on here. One of them we kind of knew a little bit more about that Apple was going to be putting ad content, like people could pay to have content put into the home 
section of the App Store. So it looks like it's content that Apple has service, surfaced, right? The way that they do, like their, their features. I didn't like that. I think that that's disingenuous. Like it's for some reason, Apple are wanting to sell their recommendation, which is a weird, like, because that's what it's going to feel like. They are selling the space that they usually use to recommend stuff to you, which is like a trusted area, and they're selling it. I find that to be odd. But the one that seems to be upsetting most people at the moment, especially developers understandably, is you go to an app page, you scroll down, and there has always been like a you might also like. It's like a recommend, like if you like this, you might like this. They also do this with content like podcasts and stuff, which Mark Gurman has reported that Apple's probably going to bring this there too, which would make perfect sense when you see this. Now, the very first one of the you might also like is an ad. And with these kinds of ads, it's whoever pays most wins. And so apps that make a lot of money because they hook people in with gambling things or they're like uh, in-app purchase games are able to just put the most money in. They can either target to your app type or just be like, hey, just put me wherever you want. They just give me the impressions. And that's what's happening. So lots of developers are now seeing unrelated content at the bottom of their app page. And I think the concern a lot of people have, if I can try and summarize it, of like, Somebody has come to my app, either purposefully or not, or they've, they're like they're on a page, which is like my store page to the world, and you are now selling space on that, which I have no control over. And it's led to some terrible pairings. I mean, last night on Twitter, this is the last week Twitter exists, by the way, so enjoy it while we can. Yeah, this is, this is, the, <laughs> this is the going home party. Guys, it was fun until it lasted. Uh, what are we going to go next? You know, Twitter came up with the App Store, and now it's going away as the App Store descends into uh, gambling and, uh, you know, free-to-play game ads. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of Twitter last night was our kind of indie developer friends, like, being extremely mad that their apps have like gambling or online dating or like you know other apps that not only they don't want but aren't related to their applications right and it seems like marco was tweeting about this there are some settings in app store connect or the ad manager or just somewhere where you can you can tweak some parameters but it is no i don't think that was the case that was what people could buy oh okay okay so they could buy okay yeah it's a setting for what you can choose you can choose to either show you can i want to read from correction to earlier tweet product page ads are not limited to relevant apps you can specifically choose to show your ad against the relevant apps so like it's the choice is you as the ad buyer not you as the developer whose ads are shown okay well it should be an option for developers as well uh no, because, they're not going to do that why would they do no i I know they're not going to do it but and that's the whole problem right that they've They've opened these floodgates, and with it's not even in the outline, but with uh, the cost of Apple services going up a dollar or two, depending on exactly what you have and where you live, uh, their services revenue is going to look better. And this, the the ads in the App Store, like, have never been super useful about you know being tagged to relevant applications. But apparently, if you, when you buy an ad, if you can ignore that, you know maybe that explains some of it. But it's become grosser and grosser in there. And having like one of the tweets I saw go by, someone had found like a addiction recovery application and there was a like a online casino app ad right on that page. Like those two things should not be in the same place. Like one that I tweeted about that I, I didn't get a screenshot, but I saw. So I just tweeted it anyways, was I was like, I wonder what's on TikTok, because I, I would imagine that that 
app store page is highly expensive to land on. And it was Groupon. I was like, oh, yes, the youth love, you know, deals on things. But it's just it's in this sort of system they've built. The apps that can spend the most will end up in the most popular pages. A lot of those apps are kind of gross and scammy. At least that's how a lot of us feel. And it's not like Apple Apple shouldn't have been surprised by that. Like, I'm sure these apps were already the top spenders in advertising, right? They didn't just start advertising suddenly yesterday because this thing launched. It's just just pretty gross and sad, and I I don't like it. Yeah, this to me feels like one of those things where you're doing something that may be technically okay, correct, allowed, use whatever expression you prefer. Like, you're not doing anything wrong, technically speaking. And I bet it's also a pretty good way to make money because these uh, oh yeah these these companies these these uh, online gambling companies they are big spenders and they make big money and I bet they are ecstatic at the prospect of being able to advertise in even more places on the app store um, and you're making money off of it so great you found a possibly I would assume legal way to make new money fantastic but at what cost in terms of uh, well in multiple terms brand recognition aesthetic and also like i know that it's a business but and maybe this is just me right it's a maybe it's a me thing but like maybe this is an exaggeration for some people but it's not for me like what's the moral cost of this you know oh, like yeah advertising you know gambling apps and those ads go on the product pages for for you know apps that help you recover from addiction like there has to be a a, a morality line somewhere like and and i know that if it were my business and if companies approached us and be like hey can we advertise our casino app on on mac stories i would say no because it yeah, it would be great money. Yeah, I wouldn't be breaking any law. And it would be, you know, everybody would be happy. But it comes down for me to, like, what's right for your brand, for the for the people who use your products. And also, it's a matter of taste. And this is just, like, at the end of the day, maybe you don't have morals. Maybe you don't get, maybe you don't care about the financial aspect of this. And I'm not saying that Apple doesn't have morals, mind you. I'm just saying this is a bad decision that, reflects on them from that point of view um, but at the end of the day it's just a matter of taste and this is just ugly and distasteful and like I would I would like to to have a conversation with someone and open the app store on my phone give them my phone and be like hey take a look at this don't you see it it's ugly it's distasteful like it doesn't look good on you it's not a look uh, it's not a good look on Apple so I have a couple of actual little points I want to make on this uh, one, stop making the Steve Jobs comparison. It's it's pointless. Yeah, it, yeah. There's no. You don't need to make the Steve Jobs comparison to say that they should or should not be doing this. And also, it is literally impossible for us to know if he would have wanted to do this. There's no point making that 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 comparison anymore. We can look at this thing in isolation and say, right, you shouldn't do this it, for all the what what Federico just said of like. You, Apple tries to position itself as better. That is their whole thing. Is like we are better. Yeah. 
but like I have a cut like so one of these ways is in privacy and then the other is is in like taste so if we do the taste thing I think it is distasteful to even have a lot of these in-app purchase games right because that's a lot of what people are talking about I think with gambling it isn't just gambling apps it's like these games that are created adult and have gambling chats. hooks in them. <laughs> Sorry? There's also, there's also adult live chats of course being advertised. Are. Yeah, of course yeah, there are. Yeah. So, right? But so. like these games that, that are like predatory, really, right? Apple force these developers to give them a cut of that money, right? It isn't just a convenience thing where these developers are like, oh, we'll just use Apple's in-app purchase. No, they say, one, you must give us this money. So they take the money happily. By taking that money, they are allowing these developers to stay on the store. The longer they stay on the store, the more money they make. So then they can buy ads to bring more people to these games so Apple can take more money. So they take the money, then they take the money for the ads, then they take the money that the ads generate. And they're happy with all of that. They want all that money, so they don't care. They want all that money, right? And then you've got this other thing, which is frustrating me now, where one of Apple's new uh, App Store review policies is applications like Instagram, Twitter, Mm -hmm. Facebook, TikTok. If you buy ads in those apps, so like if you want to boost a post, right? You guys have probably seen this. I assume other people have seen it too, right? You see app ads and they just it's just like a regular person's post or whatever. Yeah. You can do this. I do this for Cortex brand. Like sometimes if we post a new product, I boost the post on Instagram to get it out to more people. I pay like 35 pounds. It, it finds like 20,000 more people. I just think it's a good way of announcing a thing, right? I do that all in the Instagram app and Instagram charge my card. Apple said now, no, you can't do that. We want the money. So they now want, if you want to boost a post, they want 30% of that money. Uh, Apple gave a statement to Alex Heath of The Verge, which I find to be hilarious, um, which they said, Apple continues to evolve its policies to grow their own business. Oh, no, that's Meta statement. I'm sorry. No. Uh, Apple's <laughs> Apple statement was <laughs> boosting... Uh, For for many years now, the App Store guidelines have been clear that the sale of digital goods and services within an app must use in-app purchase. Boosting, which allows an individual organization to pay to increase the reach of a post or profile, is a digital service. So, of course, in-app purchase is required. This has always been the case, and there are many examples of apps that do it successfully. I find that hilarious because, like, they've changed the rule and said it was always the case, which I just find to be like a weird doublespeak kind of thing, right? It's like, this wasn't a rule before, but now they've said it applies to an existing rule, like it falls within an existing rule. But the thing that annoys me about this is a lot of these ads are targeted ads, right? The exact thing that Apple kind of claims is evil, but now they want 30% of that money too. And it's like, which side do you actually fall on? Do you think targeted advertising is bad? So like, it's... They are like trying to double double kneecap these companies, right? They're like, one, we're going to take your targeting away with app tracking transparency. And then any advertising that's less left, we want 30% of it. Who do they think they are? It's madness to me. You made a successful product. Congratulations. You don't deserve all the money in the world for doing that. 
Have it both ways, the Apple story in 2022. Like you can see, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. It's it, that's what it is, right? You, you want to have it both ways. You wanna you wanna offer users the tools to say, no, those targeted ads are bad. Here you go, enable this setting, and you know you're gonna get them. You're not gonna get them anymore. But if somehow they manage to sneak in, we'll make money off of them. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you gotta hand it to them. It's a perfect strategy, right? <laughs> it's I kind of in a very sick and twisted way i kind of love it and this is the i if this is how you want to run your business i think that's fine but don't make these public statements too if you want to do this do it you are welcome to run your business however you want and people can choose if they want to opt into your business or not right i as a customer can choose other businesses can choose if they want to do business with you i don't have a problem with that the thing that annoys me is when like a company tries to paint the picture that it is better than everyone else when really it isn't. And like, I have no doubt that there are so many people inside of Apple. I bet there are people inside of Apple's developer relations team that hate that this App Store ad thing is happening. But it's not about the individual people that that I am criticizing here. It is the overall decision of the company. And I'm not and it doesn't fall on one person because lots of people have to make these decisions, implement the stuff, like it yeah, has it's to come a strategy, down from the top down. Right. It's a strategy <laughs> that multiple people have agreed to and someone and pitched it. It kind of makes it worse, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's just, I just find it frustrating. I, I just find it frustrating. It, it is frustrating. And like you said, for a, for a company that says it's above all that, it's even worse. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You want to make sure that you can trust your Mac. It's a crucial tool for work, education, and life. MacPaws on a mission to help machines help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, an ideal decluttering app for the Mac that can help keep it in tip-top shape. Clean My Mac X comes with a, with 49 tools. I was going to say a bunch of tools, but 49 is more than a bunch. It's a lot of tools. Those tools find and delete invisible computer junk. They help tune up your Mac so it runs at its maximum speed. Plus, Clean My Mac X has tools for organizing disk space, showing you large hidden folders so you can free up that space and never run into those pesky uh, full SSD issues that we've all fought. Clean My Mac X also fights Mac-specific malware and adware protecting your computer, and it prevents a Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. Its all-new menu bar app helps take care of your Mac's health from anywhere in the system. It has six detailed monitors that provide useful information about storage, uh, network, battery, CPU performance, and a whole lot more. It's notarized by Apple and is also available in the Mac App Store, so Clean My Mac X has been checked for security, and it really stands out on design as well. It's a great-looking app. It's been honored with the Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and became a Webby Award nominee as well. Despite the war in MacPaw's home country, Ukraine, the team has worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in the service or development of Clean My Mac X. It's safe, stable, and secure. You can get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. That discount's only valid for two weeks, so go to macpaw.app connected for your 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show. It's uh, Mac OS week. Believe it or not. We talked about the iPad, we talked about the phone, let's talk about the Mac. So uh, Mac OS Ventura uh, is out. It is uh, like its iPad sibling. It is basically what we saw this summer. A lot of people wanted 
them to address issues in the settings app. Uh, it also has stage manager, which we can talk about the differences between the Mac and iPad version in a second, but uh, it's here. And I would say all the normal caveats apply. Make sure your workflows and apps are ready to go before you update, have a backup before you update. Uh, but I will say it's maybe been the easiest beta and Mac OS update that I've had in a long time. It's been really pretty smooth for me. I upgraded uh, yesterday. Okay. No, Monday. I upgraded on Monday night. Like, I haven't tried it at all. Um, I think it's an interesting update. I'm using Stage Manager, and I'm, like, trying to get used to it so far. Um, it's very interesting. Like, it is actually mostly what I wanted from the Mac, but there's some... There's some strange decisions, especially because there are features that I want Stage Manager to have that the iPad version actually has, which is really weird uh, that they did do that. Like, like you can't... There is no possible way to click on a dock icon and have it open in your current stage. It will always open a new stage. This is particularly annoying for Finder, right? That every time you want to file from Finder, it's going to open in a new stage where, like... I would just like to shift click on the app and have it open in the current stage. If it, if they add that feature, it will resolve about 75% of my problems with stage manager on the Mac because then I feel like I have much more control of what's going on. But I actually really like it. Like it does what I want. I was a big spaces user. This allows me to have more spaces with less friction because i tried once to split out the two spaces i have into like four or five which made more sense to then kind of lay all my apps out the way i wanted to kind of group them in their natural pairings but then i was swiping backwards and forwards way too much where i feel like the the strip or whatever is actually quite a nice way for me to jump between those stages it makes a lot of sense i actually kind of like it um i'm hoping that they add some more stuff to stage manager on the mac to address some of these concerns. John did a really good job of going through them in his macOS review. Like I had to go and double read over John's thing to be like, am I missing something? Cause it is wild that like there are two settings. Like that's it. Yep. And I feel like there should be way more and it should do way more. I saw that the developer of better touch tool is going to add some stuff for first stage manager and mm -hmm. see, um, maybe that will help more we'll find out but like i actually do like the idea of it way more for me personally on the mac than on ios which ipad os which is what i thought i thought i would prefer it that way because i do have a too many windows open problem and it does solve that for me um without my personal frustration of stage manager on ipad os which is i cannot freely move windows that that's my biggest uh, frustration and obviously on the mac i can do that so uh, continuity camera, I also really love. It, I have this issue with my studio display still, where sometimes the my overhead lights in my studio make the screen make the camera flicker. Still flickers. Yeah, it's still it's it, they fixed it for a while and then they broke it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, the iPhone is completely has no problem with this. So now I had like an Elgato arm uh, that I bought. I bought a few of them for setting up stuff for a podcast a couple of years ago. And one of them just wasn't being used anymore because I didn't need to didn't need it for what I had it for. Hmm. But so now I've mounted this behind my studio display with a glyph on the top, a studio neat glyph. And I just put my iPhone into that. So it's like a good angle. And I did a couple of calls of it yesterday and it was perfect. So 
Two thumbs up from me on that one. It's really good. Turn on center stage and you get a way better picture quality and it just looked, it looked excellent. So I'm very happy with continuity camera. It's a hilarious feature, but I'm happy that they added it. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think the theme this year is really similar to past years, right? It's that the Mac is a sibling with equal footing to the iPhone and the iPad. And yes, there are some Mac specific things like continuity camera. These releases most of the time now are much more about the features in the individual apps, right? Like all the cool stuff in messages, right? Like I've wanted to edit messages from my Mac all summer because I had the beta on my phone and on my laptop. But if I was at work at my desk where I am most days, I couldn't edit, right? Like those, those sorts of features, the mail features, all the, all the stuff coming uh, in, in the apps themselves. That's much more what these things are about now. And it is less frequent that we get something really Mac specific and, you know, it's fine. It's a mature platform that has been around 21 years, you know, since the beginning of, of the OS 10 era. So I get it. I did want to backtrack to stage managers for a second. Cause you, you mentioned that it has the same, the same issue of it. It basically wants to create a new stage for everything on the Mac in particular, that feels really, backwards to how the mac works like i could see the argument maybe the other way around on the ipad but the mac has always had mm. a ui at least for most of its life where you can have these multiple windows and they overlap and i feel like mac users would be fine at least with an option to like okay just leave me on one stage and i'll create them i'll set them up and there's all sorts of features that they could add right they could add like you know, like this tab groups, like could I have stage groups where like, okay, every Monday I want these four stages with these apps all ready to go, but there's no way to do it on either platform. Like there's, there's so much stuff they could do there. And I, I feel like stage manager's simplicity is, is feels worse on the Mac because the Mac already has a richer, better ecosystem for this. Like it, it, Stage Manager attempts to bring the iPad up and then bring the Mac down in terms of complexity. And that's very weird for one feature to be able to do both. I think that's why it feels janky at times. Like there's one great example of this for me, right? You've got, you're in a stage and you want to bring in, bring in an app that's already in another stage, right? So you can go over to the stage thing and it is possible to do this. You shift click on the stage and it will bring an app in, but it will only bring in the app that is on the rightmost of the icons that are shown, which I think was the previously foreground app. So if you want the one that is second, you have to do it twice, and then you have two apps. Like it's just like why you you built like half of the feature. Like I have a huge screen. Why can't I like sh like hover over it and just shift click the actual icon, which I can do. I have enough space to do it, but it doesn't do anything. It'll just bring in the one that's in the top uh, of that kind of... I hate the word pile, by the way. Not good. Mm. Um, are you familiar? Like, uh, yep. Oh, yep. this yep. might be... Yep, a, yep. no. I'm, okay, I wonder if it was a uniquely British... No, it is, but I know it as the British term. And I don't, I yeah, don't talk about not it. good. Not good word, but I don't think... They, do they officially call it that, like, in anything? I, I think they're called piles, yeah. Oh God, Federico! Do yeah. you know what piles? Well, that means in like English. Ooh, no, hemorrhoids. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. 
I mean, sometimes it feels like that with stage manager. Whoa. That was a poopy joke. He said it. Okay. <laughs> Release the mic cut. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I think stage manager has promise, but I feel like I shouldn't be saying that. Right, like you've said this, Federico, like in, in, in different words, but like it's like it has promise, but we should have said it had promise in July, not October. Mm-mm-mm. Because promise in October means we have a long time where it's just like this. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. not the right way for it to be. And I will echo I have not seen system settings. I will echo Jason. That is an horrific application. I've never found an app on the Mac with worse information density than system preferences or system settings or whatever. It is so bad. It's so hard to find anything. So hard. Yeah. I, I don't know and why they can, did this. And you can only make it taller. <laughs> yeah. Which is That's the best especially hilarious in Stage Manager, right? That like yes. you open this application and I have like a 28-inch display or whatever it is, my studio display, and I just get this skinny app in the middle yep. of the display. Well, they can't make it wider because they did the very bad thing of all of the text on one side and all of the controls way over on the other side of the UI. And so if if you made it wider, you you wouldn't be able to follow it. My favorite part of it is the desktop and dock settings page, which is, I mean, you look at it, it basically looks like a a document out of an, an outliner application yeah, it's terrible like i don't know at this point put in a little indentation maybe you keyboard shortcuts and you end up with the text editor in this settings page i mean it's all text and headings it's not too dissimilar from my notes for an ios review it kind of looks like this it's a page with text only this is settings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice job so yeah if you're a mac user i would say it's it's pretty solid uh settings aside and you don't have to use stage manager uh one other thing just to fully close that is stage manager does interact with spaces so you can have different stages and piles no per space yes, can we come which up is with a different term which is weird that doesn't sound like a nightmare at all no it's Spatially it's super speaking. strange and uh it, it's like so it doesn't know anything about mission control right like i'd never heard of it expose never knew them that's so spaces because you go into mission control and you just see all of the apps right and it's like what am i supposed to do yeah, now <laughs> so even the way that it's integrated into the rest of mac os is kind of weird but you, can, you don't ever have to use it right just in control center and like i will touch it next june and see what it's like in mac os 14 beta beta one but mm-hmm. other than that i feel like ventura is um it's a pretty great release mike i will get to the bottom of this piles terminology for you please do you don't want to go down that rabbit hole you want to make sure you've got some preparation mm, <laughs> that's true for that one yeah. oh no see now i don't want to make these kinds of jokes we're better than this you know what i mean are we though? <laughs> I don't want to get into to bathroom humor. We've never. We, this is not our road. Let's go back to long fingers and big f- thighs. That was better. This is what stage manager has driven us to. All right. Well, let's let's flush all those jokes away <laughs> and end the show. <laughs> if you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, uh, they're in your podcast app, but they're also on the web at relay.fm/connected/slash421. While you're there, you can send us feedback or follow up. There's an email link there. There's also some buttons at the top of the page to join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer 
ad-free version of the show each week. Uh, during the pro show this week, I wrote down some keywords. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to give you the these, and you can just uh, imagine what you may be missing if you're not a member. But uh, calendars, Mercedes-Benz, Cal, JavaScript. Whatever that means, go check it out in the pro show. If you want to find us online, uh, we're all hanging out on the internet. Uh, Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Y'all, if you, if you haven't read their coverage of the new iPads and Stage Manager and the Mac, like spend some time this weekend reading them. Uh, three really great articles. You guys have just killed it this week. I know y'all are both really tired, but... Yes, <laughs> thank you. As a reader, I've really enjoyed what y'all are doing this week. So, good job. You can find Michael Line. He's the editor... Uh, he's the editor of some shows, but he's also the host of a bunch of shows here on Relay <laughs> FM. I'm the editor in chief. He's the editor in chief of uh, the Pen Addict. And uh, what else do you edit? Is that it now? Uh, Cortex. Cortex is the ad- is the editor and chief. So editor in chief. That. If there's yeah. one show that I'm not the chief of, it's the Pen Addict. I will tell you that. Mm. Brad is definitely the chief of the pen addict. Well, you're, you edit some shows and you host some shows. They're all at Relay.fm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find yeah, yeah. Uh, me on Relay as well. I host Mac Power Users and Ungenius, and I write over at 512pixels.net. No, you're the editor-in-chief of 512pixels.net. Yes, you are. Yes. I don't have a staff, though. I mean, Federica is like people. Yeah, well, sometimes you use your kids for uh, things related to the website, so you kind of have a staff. Do I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's legal child labor, essentially. Yeah, we don't have to get into that. It's help. Yeah. You can teach a markdown to a lot younger of a kid than you would think. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened to this episode. Uh, but I'd like to thank our sponsors for it. Without them, uh, we would not be able to do this. And they are Trade Coffee, Indeed, and Clean My Mac X. Uh, until next week's episode, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.